Hey, it's PF. Um, and yes, as you know by now, it's another encore episode, and and you have to believe me that I did everything in my power to try and uh, find time to uh, call up some friends of the podcast and do an interview. In fact, um, friend of the show, Paul Mercurio, texted me, uh, you know Paul, from his work uh, on The Daily Show and on The Late Show, Stephen Colbert, and uh, he, he asked how I was doing and how my family was doing, and I was going to say, hey, we should talk for the for the podcast. Never had a chance. Still extremely busier than I have been since before this uh, this craziness started, which is which is weird. But what I'm going to do, I promise, I'm going to reach out to some people this week, try to get a couple uh, episodes in the can. Next week will also be an encore episode because it's kind of a, a part one and part two. I'll explain here. Um, you know, people uh, you know often ask, you know, can you make money in podcasting? And the answer is no. You cannot. Uh, some people can. Uh, I have made money only in that uh, I have gotten farther, far enough along in this that people pay me to produce their podcast. So one of my jobs for Cincy Shirts, not all of my job, but one of my jobs is to produce the podcast. And I also produce another podcast called Cockpits and Cocktails uh, for a nice lady here in Cincinnati. And if you're interested in aviation, check it out, by the way. And uh, But I get paid to do that. I, I charge her to produce. I edit all the audio and put it together for her. She does the interview and so forth. So in that sense, uh, yeah, you can make money from podcasting. But, um, I, you know, I started this journey back in 2010, 9, 10, something like that. And I think it was David Feldman that got me into it, the comedian. And in fact, he had me download Skype so I could interview people. And he was very excited about doing podcasts. And at the time, I thought, well... Yeah, because this is before things were easier to do, certainly. I thought it was like, you know, you had no coding, you had no all kinds of complicated stuff. Well, Toronto wasn't that complicated at all, and really anybody could do a podcast, and that's even more true today. So I started off doing a fantasy football podcast to get my feet wet, learn how to use Audacity and all that other stuff. And then uh, from there, I launched this program. And this program, I was going to play this week the episode that kind of uh, forced me to take this seriously, but I'm going to play that next week. That's episode nine. Uh, I decided to listen to episode one just so I could find out who the first guest was. I don't remember who the first guest was on the show. I had to open up the file and find out. It was, drum roll please, you probably already know this because you've downloaded the episode and can see it on your uh, uh, podcast player of choice. It's Mike Lucas, a comedian originally from Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown. Uh, Lived here in Cincinnati for a few years and then lived in Texas where he met his lovely wife. And I think they moved back to Cleveland. I think they're out in Los Angeles. I don't know. But anyway, Mike Lucas was the first guest, and you're going to hear that episode. And I listened to a few minutes of it, and I'm like, this isn't terrible. I would think an episode that's almost 10 years old, this should be awful. And that either means I haven't gotten any better at this, which is probably the most likely scenario, or um, I was knew what I was doing early on, and I think we're going to go with the former rather than the latter. So anyway, so we're going to listen to the very first episode of PS Tape Recorder. Guest Mike Lucas, uh, I duped fangirl, a, a poor thing, a, very, a young fangirl was duped into playing Rebecca Black. Remember her? Uh, Fridays, Friday, yeah. So we had a, did a little fake interview with uh, Rebecca Black, uh, Hannah playing the part of Rebecca Black, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You will get a uh, new song of the week on the other side of this, uh, somebody that Fangirl's a big fan of, so there's a hint for you. And again, if you've read uh, the Podbean description of the page, or you read if the pod catcher you used gives the whole description from the episode, you know who the song of the week's going to be from. But uh, yeah, let's listen to the very first episode of PF's Tape Recorder. Hello. 
Hello there. Welcome to PF's Tape Recorder. I am PF. This is my podcast. Hopefully you'll find it funny and you'll understand kind of what we're trying to do here. Coming up, we have an exclusive interview with Rebecca Black, an interview with stand-up comedian Mike Lucas, and a little later on, we have a little CNN slash Jersey Shore parody. But let's get started first with some fake news. Now it's time for fake news with me. NATO forces continue to enforce a no-fly zone in Libya. The Allies hope to severely reduce the number of planes flying in, out, and over Libya, and have hired Delta Airlines to consult on how to do this. More of a Cincinnati joke for you folks out there. Uh, Charlie Sheen, who was recently fired from his hit TV show Two and a Half Men, is in development talks for a new sitcom. While the title has not been chosen, some names being bantied about include The Orifice, Curb Your Insanity, and Parks and Recreational Drugs. College students are staying away from Mexico in droves over safety concerns, said one college student partying in Panama City, Florida. It just doesn't seem safe down there. The student then excused himself to hang off of a balcony in his underwear while doing a beer bong. A Radio Shack franchise owner in Montana is up to foot traffic at his store by offering free guns with the purchase of satellite television service. The sign in front of the store says, Protect yourself with Dish Network. Sign up now, get a free gun. The promotion started back in January to honor the birthday of Elvis Presley. You might have to Google that one. Officials in Qatar are wrestling with how to make fans comfortable during the 2022 Soccer World Cup, which that nation will host. Temperatures in the Emirate can reach over 110 degrees in summertime. Suggestions have included playing games earlier and later in the day, generating giant clouds over the stadiums, and moving the games to a country that's not 110 degrees in the summer. And finally, is Kerry Mulligan dating Mumford & Sons frontman Marcus Mumford? More importantly, who the hell is Kerry Mulligan? I did look this one up, apparently, and I thought I was going to find out she was in some movie I was supposed to have heard of. Uh, no, she is just best known for, I guess, have dating, having dated Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Um, yeah. War Even Stevens from the Disney Channel. And uh, that's how we know Carrie Mulligan. I do know who Mumford & Sons are, though. Uh, I do rather fancy them. Uh, that's uh, fake news for this podcast. Uh, good evening. It's Okay, and uh, joining us from her home in Anaheim Hills, California, it's Rebecca Black. Uh, Rebecca, thanks for joining us here on PF's Tape Recorder. Hey, can you turn on that intro music? Great. Now that song's going to be stuck in my head all day now. Okay, hold on. I mean, okay, there you go. Okay, well, Rebecca, you know, in just over a month, you've become an internet sensation and subsequently a pop star. Uh, how are you handling the sudden fame? I've actually been trying to keep a low profile. I've had tons of interview requests, but I've only done ones that won't draw a lot of attention, like this podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, are people at school treating you differently? Oh, yes. When I walk to the cafeteria, everyone's like, hey, which seat do you want, Beck? So annoying. I mean, it was actually kind of funny the first five or six times, but now it's just lame. Uh, anything else? People are constantly asking me to sign calendars. So dumb. Well, you know, a lot of people have said, uh, is everything okay there in Anaheim Hills? <laughs> Well, a lot of people have said uh, the lyrics uh, to your song, you know, are, are, are kind of dumb. Uh, you know, gotta have my bowl, gotta have my cereal. Yeah, well, Kesha already took the line about brushing her teeth with Jack, so that just left me with cereal. I mean, I guess I could afford Jack on the cereal, and that might have made people happy. I don't know. Currently, you're at number 31 on the iTunes download chart, and a lot of people say you're probably going to be a one-hit wonder. Will that bother you, if that's the case? A little, but then at least I'll have one more hit than most people. 
Well, that that's very true. Uh, looking at YouTube, you are now at 58 million hits. Uh, it was 57 when I wrote the questions. 58 now. You had something like 10 million hits just a week ago, and you have over 800,000 comments on uh, on the video, and some of them are kind of mean and horrible. One said, I think, I hope she gets an eating disorder and dies. <laughs> Not likely. With over 2 million downloads, I've been eating pretty good. In fact, Friday started giving me discounts. Uh, does all the bashing get to you at all? If you don't like the song, don't click on the link and stop forwarding it. Well, you know people aren't going to do that, right? Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> well, okay, thanks for talking to us, Rebecca. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Rebecca Black was played by my daughter Hannah, and uh, when we were setting up the interview and kind of going over the script, I told her, just answer every question as though you're really annoyed with me, kind of like you do every day. No, I'm kidding. Uh, she did a great job there and even added the line about uh, Friday's giving a discount, so Hannah gets a writing credit there. Uh, coming up now, we have an interview with stand-up comedian Mike Lucas, and this will be a particular interest, I think, to most people listening to this podcast, in that I believe everybody, at least initially, that will be listening, uh, will have some tie to Cleveland and Cincinnati and even perhaps Florida, which Mike Lucas does as well. He is from Cleveland, Ohio. He went to college in Dayton, worked in Cincinnati at a day job, which you'll hear about, but then decided to go into stand-up comedy and wound up in Florida and later California. So here now is our interview with Mike Lucas. Okay, our guest is Mike Lucas uh, here on PF's Tape Recorder, and uh, welcome to the uh, program, Mike. Hey, thanks a lot. I'm uh, uh, very proud to be on your tape recorder. Uh, it's tiny, but I'll fit. Okay, I hope so. Um, now, a particular interest of most of the folks that will be listening to this podcast uh, probably is that you were originally from Cleveland, correct? Yeah, I actually uh, was born in Indiana. Uh, my dad had worked for a little while in Virginia, but by the time I was in second grade, I was in Cleveland, and uh, uh, my parents lived in the same house as then. And uh, so I grew up. I grew up uh, basically a Clevelandite, and um, so the weather doesn't throw me. The only thing that throws me every year is I really, honestly think the Browns are going to win. <laughs> I was uh, telling some friends that I, I am in for a long, long wait for a championship, especially we're, yeah, yeah. we're recording especially this. if you get behind all the people like us that have been waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're recording this on February 1st, and the Cavaliers just got the crap beaten out of them uh, again last night by the uh, Miami Heat. Ah. Yeah, so. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, I didn't really mind the fact that uh, LeBron went to another team I thought, you know, seven years in one city was a, a pretty decent run, especially for these, you know, modern guys. And he took less money to go there and, and you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. I was fine with all that. It's that show that he put on. Yeah. It's the I'm leaving to Miami show. that was like an hour-long slap in the face. Forget it. Yep. Um, now, you went to Lake Catholic High School, as I recall. Is that correct? Yep, graduated uh, Lake Catholic. Um, my major was in uh, uh, tomfoolery. <laughs> but uh, you didn't live in Mentor. No, okay. I lived in uh, East Lake. Okay, Surfside. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's Surfside. where my parents still live, right by the lake there. And then um, you went went to school down here, uh, where this podcast originates, Cincinnati, Ohio. I did. Did you go to Miami? 
Or I went to University of Dayton. That's right. Yeah, oh, that's University of Dayton. A flyer. So, uh, yeah, just about uh, 45 minutes away from there. And, and uh, yeah, went there. Uh, I thought for sure I was going to be in business. And there was this little thing called the computer that was just starting to, you know, get some attention. And I, I, I uh, thought maybe I should make my major around that. And then uh, after I got my degree in computers, I said, you know what? I don't think this thing's going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was. Uh, no, actually, I knew exactly what I thought. I uh, I had worked at AT&T for two years, and I just realized, oh my God, this is what I'd be doing for the rest of my life. No way. So, did you um did you get into comedy here, or was it uh, after you left Cincinnati? Well, I, I left Cincinnati to go do um, shows down in Orlando. Uh, I was doing uh, in, uh, working for Disney World um, at the MG, uh, MGM Studios. They had an in-house TV show that they were casting, and it just, you know, it was just uh, taped and shown to the people who were in that audience that day. And so, um, I and uh, a bunch of others, it, it was kind of like an American Idol audition, <clears throat> where they they travel all over the country, you know, in different cities, and then um, different uh, groups of us would. would uh, line up and do our best to try to fill in the slots that were open for this new park MGM studios, which, you know, this was back in 89. So they were just opening up. And, uh, so I ended up getting a job, you know, for them doing that. Um, but it, you know, at the time I, uh, I had to do a, a two minute, uh, audition piece. So I did an elevator ride up to the top of terminal tower Huh. And I pretended like it was, I called it the luxury vader, and I pretended like it was a luxury ride, and I did the guy uh, who's in charge of the panel, the, uh, uh, you know, the button panel, and also he, uh, the, his friend who uh, was in charge of the singing. So I did both characters. Ah. So that's what scored me into the world of Disney, yeah. And so I guess, I, so that, that's actually where I started my comedy was down in Florida because of that job. I uh, and you know there was so many clubs down there; it was amazing. That was during the big Florida comedy boom with uh, with Brian Regan and his brother and 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 all them. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like um, the people I started out with, um, uh, Billy Gardell, who's now oh, yeah, yeah. Mike and Molly from Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh guy, and uh, but he was down there in Florida, and then uh, uh, let's see who else? Oh, Tom Rhodes. He uh, yeah. took on Mr. Rhodes on. Uh, right. He was down there. Uh, Daryl Hammond was in in our little group. Uh, he's longest running player on SNL. Uh, you know the guy that does all the characters, and then um, yeah, the Regan brothers were from more like down um, where uh, uh, like more like Miami and. Um, Fort Lauderdale. And so and then you wound up in radio. Yeah, I did a long trip to the radio. I uh, I did, uh, well, when I was doing my stand-up, uh, I, I did a workshop that was just, um, it was, it was uh, you know, kind of like workshop that everybody, every city has. And uh, I did the one that was in Orlando, and that kind of led to my beginning of my stand-up career. And then I went to Chicago and did Second City and Improv Olympic, which are, two pretty uh, big theaters of uh, improvisation. And so I did the classes and then took the year-long um, you know, conservatory program and uh, graduated from both of those. And then I got chosen uh, uh, probably, uh, um, you know, uh, I don't know, there's maybe thousands of people auditioning, but 
um, I got chosen to be in the one of the uh, touring companies for Second City. So I did that for a while. And uh, once that was done, I moved to New York City and uh, lived there for a year. And I didn't like it there. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I didn't feel like I was angry enough to be in a New York City comic. They really, uh, really picked off. But I don't know what it is. It, it <laughs> might be the parking. It could be the, the, the weather. They're very angry. You would think and, us. Uh, you would think us very, Browns fans would do very well there. Oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, they even buy out their sports teams, which is which we're completely against. We we are against, uh, as you know, spending any money whatsoever <laughs> on your sports players. And, exactly. Uh, that, that, that goes exactly against what Steinbrenner represents. No, so uh, so I was there for a year in Brooklyn. I lived in, uh, you know, traveled into the city and did sets and stuff like that there. And then uh, that's when I decided to go out to L.A. And then when I went out to L.A., uh, about a year after that, um, they tapped me to do the uh, opening cast of the Second City show in Vegas. So I lived a year in Vegas, the year was 2001. So as we all know, 9-11 happened that year. So I'm in Vegas living there doing the shows, and and then 9-11 happened, and it just crushed Vegas for like probably about a year. I mean, obviously it crushed a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I went back to L.A. there, and then I met my wife, my current wife, and she was in uh, radio and doing that kind of stuff. So she kind of, I always did radio, you know, when we do, you know, as, as comics, we travel from city to city, and we, 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 we are on radio stations in the morning to promote the shows. Uh, and so um, I was kind of used to doing a quick radio spot, but I never did a radio show before. And so she was connected with CBS Radio there in Los Angeles. And she had had her own show, and she would also had a show with um, another person that was uh, in in their uh, ranks as well. And then she was looking for a partner, and and so I uh, kind of sat there just to be you know company for her while she was doing her um, two hours of talking by herself. And then eventually, you know, as as it always happens, I couldn't keep my mouth shut, so <laughs> I, I started talking back, and then our show started. And it was pretty cool. It was called Cracking Up with Gretchen and Liz. And we would take uh, uh, the weird news, and we would take those stories that you see that you know that, that are actually you know true stories, but they're you know bizarre happenings. And we would we would treat them as if they're really serious news stories. And we would have a guest on a another comic, and we would all analyze the news story. And then we it, we would have people from Second City and Improv Olympic play characters from the actual article. So if there was a guy who was like. Say for instance, uh, uh, you know, a pigeon. Uh, some someone, I guess there was somebody abducting pigeons in uh, on the East Coast, and so we had some pigeon experts on, and we had somebody whose pigeon was stolen. Huh. You know, and so you know, as if we had that kind of budget to fly those people to our our show in LA, but we pretended like we had the budget, and we had you know, uh, put we put them up in hotels and all that <laughs> stuff. So it was kind of a fake comedy show, you know, improv show. So, as I recall now, you, you tricked that pretty wife of yours who's from Texas into moving to Cleveland. How'd you pull that off? Uh, well, I told her that the uh, teams the teams are winning and that the uh, weather was uh, super. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then it became December, and then she realized I was lying. Um, so what are you talking about on stage these days? Well, a lot of uh, uh, relationship stuff, um, you know, with my with my uh, having a wife and having a baby now, um, I, you know, that's become the center of, of what I do. Yeah, and and the fact that I'm an older dad, I think it's kind of funny that there's a there's a whole new stream of us of guys that have waited until they're in their 
mid you know 40 uh, you know before they even start having children so uh i, I talked a little bit about that and and um uh yeah still talk about um you know just life in general and what's what's what sort of you know kind of you know the kind of people that frustrate me in in normal everyday living and you know when you have a baby and a a, a wife and you're trying to make a uh, sort of a go of it in the Midwest. There's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of things that get in your way. So I kind of talk about a lot of those things. Cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to be on PF's tape recorder today, Mike. Awesome, dude. All right, hey, thanks. Good ben. luck with your podcast, man. All right, all right thanks. I'll look, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, bye bye. This is CNN. I'm Mike. The situation, and you're in the situation room. Okay, that's a messed up shit going on in Libya. Looks like the rebels are getting closer to Tripoli. Some people are saying we should help these dudes out, you know, put a beat down on Gaddafi's crew. Other people are like, whoa, stay out of it, bro. Check it, got Senator John McCain chilling live on satellite. Yo, Senator. Thanks, Mike. Glad to be in the house. So do we help these dudes or uh, what? Uh, yes, Mike, it's important that we finish the job in Libya. Uh, Colonel Gaddafi must go so the Libyan people can establish a democratic government. And so what does Gaddafi guy do that uh, everyone wants to kick his ass? Well, Mike, Colonel Gaddafi is a dictator who has plundered his country's wealth while keeping his people in poverty and thwarting them from engaging in public discourse. Huh? Mike, let's say you were living with some chick and she had a lot of money. She parties with you, pays for your food, maybe your rent, buys you drinks, but you won't let you go out when you want to go out, let you hang out with who you want to hang out with, you know, hang out with your buds. Or maybe have a say in what you guys do when you go out. Hey, that would suck. Exactly. Well, Colonel Gaddafi is like that chick, Mike. Oh, yeah, okay, that dude's gotta go. Uh, I, I, you know, I know some pretty rough dudes that, uh, you know, uh, can help you out if you want. No, I think our armed forces and those of NATO can handle it. Hey, who's this NATO guy I keep hearing about, anyway? NATO is an organization, uh... It's some dudes we run with in Europe. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Senator McCain. Coming up on the Situation Room, the reactors in Japan are melting down faster than the chicks on my other show, Jersey Shore. And we'll hear from some guys that know a lot about it next. And that will about do it for this first episode of PF's Tape Recorder. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I am not the Rebecca Black of podcasting. Uh, just a few notes and comments here to wrap things up. If you'd like to email me, please do so, dazzleships at juno.com. That's D-A-Z-Z-L-E-S-H-I-P-S at juno.com. Like us on Facebook. You can currently subscribe to the podcast in Podbean, which hosts the podcast. We're going to submit the feed to iTunes, and hopefully we'll get approval in the next week, and then you can also subscribe that way. Uh, I'd like to uh, run through the credits here. PF's tape recorder was uh, written by me with help from Hannah. Uh, It was also performed by me, with help from Hannah. Music performed by John Veropoulos, Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me. That's the credits. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And there you have it, the first episode of PF's Tape Recorder. What'd you think, huh? Let me know at PF66. Um, We're going to... And also, I'll need you to contact me at PF66 because of our song of the week. Our song of the week comes from uh, Dua Lipa, or uh, my favorite DJ from BBC Radio 1 would say Dua Leaper. 
And uh, this, you, you know her from uh, New Rules was uh, her, her big breakthrough international hit was, uh, I think, number one or at least top one or two uh, worldwide. And then she uh, had a big single at the end of 2019, Don't Start Now, which was, which was really good. And then now she has a brand new single, Break My Heart, also doing very well in Britain and maybe doing very well in the U.S. I don't know. But we may have a crime song investigation because when I first heard this song, I'm like, wait a second, that hook sounds really familiar. So I'm going to challenge you folks. Uh, listen to the new song, Break My Heart by Dua Lipa. It is a banger, but it's going to put you in the mind of a song from the 80s, and you need to uh, uh, tweet me at PF66 and let me know what you reckon, all right? But um, yeah, it's a good tune. I like this. It does, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot that's in the chart, but Dua Lipa does have her own sound, so it just doesn't sound like everything that's in the chart. So this is uh, this is the kind of chart music uh, that I can live with, certainly. And uh, so here you go. Uh, song of the Week on PF Tape Recorders, Dua Lipa, Break My Heart. So long, and thanks for listening. I've always been the one to say the first goodbye. Had to love and lose a hundred million times. Had to get it wrong to know just what I like. Say my name like I have never heard 